Welcome to the Chi Alpha UNC podcast. We're excited that you've decided to stop by. We are at the beginning of a new semester at the University of Northern Colorado, and we are with our first service of the semester. Today, Duncan tells us that at the resurrection, the gates of the land of the dead have fallen, and freedom is available to anyone. This message was recorded on August 24th, 2023, at the Garden Amphitheater at UNC. Please join us every Thursday at 7 p.m. at the UNC campus. All are welcome. Come as you are, leave as a new creation. That's all I'm saying. Nice, I like it. It's going to be so much nicer being in there instead of McKee Hall, if you all know what I mean. All right, our next announcement. Um, If you are a small group leader, go ahead and do me a favor and stand up. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Look at them. All right. Now, if it is your first year at UNC or Ames, or if it is your first year here, raise your hand. Oh, look at that. Let's go. Perfect. So if your hand is raised and you are not plugged into a small group, look for one of these lovely faces standing up, okay? Let's get you plugged into small groups. That is where you make lifelong friendships and you find people to be in your weddings eventually, okay? That's right. I know. Come on. And then if you look over at the table right over there, we are selling Chi Alpha t-shirts. If you have a t-shirt on, can you stand up just quickly for a quick sec? I'm not going to lie, these shirts are looking quite phenomenal. They're 20 bucks. If you guys want, you guys can get a shirt over there at the table. They are 20 bucks each. If y'all could just give a hand really fast to our friend Seth and our beautiful friend Callie really fast. They designed these new awesome t-shirts. Dude, they're so dope, guys. And I just got to say really fast, Terry loves Kyle, okay? That's right. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right. Our next announcement, September 8th through 10th. I'm telling you now, because you got to take off of work for a breakaway. Part of Wyoming. That is Owens on the water and stomping grounds right there. Dude, it's beautiful. 
beautiful out there. 11 out of 10. Absolutely. So right now, just for you guys, special, it's $89. But here's the thing, $89 gets you food, yeah. lodging, yeah. you get to do anything that the place that we're staying at offers, including, I don't know, ropes courses, yeah. um, there's like nerf archery, yeah. pretty cool. There's some fun stuff, so you guys can go ahead and sign up at xaunc.com slash retreat, but do it before September 1st, because after September 1st, it goes up to $99. tonight so we're gonna sit we're gonna be right here and then snacks and drinks are going to be at the welcome table over there we're gonna be explaining the rules and all that fun jazz if you have never played fugitive I'm just gonna say right now you're missing out yeah. Yeah, so stay stay please stay and hang out <laughs> stay and then and last um, goodness gracious um, last thing so you guys can connect with us online we have Instagram we have Facebook um, at U XAUNC, and then also, if you guys want, we also website also XAUNC as well. We have YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Yeah. Please yeah. connect Woo. with us. Absolutely, and if you guys ever miss a Thursday night, we record all of our, our services, That's so you right. guys are able to watch them afterwards. Yeah. Let's say you're out of town on Thursday, but you really wanted to hear what we talked about on any of those podcasts or like YouTube and anything, we are there. Cool?
with Destiny 2, Attic. There, there you Yeah, that a boy. <laughs> All right, be honest with this one, okay? Sit down if you've been on Snapchat since being here tonight. Oh, there we go. Come yeah, on. That's funny. Sit down if you are a Colorado native. Oh, oh there we go. Come okay, on. okay, okay. All right. Sit down if you have seen President Andy Feinstein on campus this week. What? That's a good question. Good question. All right, all right. We're getting down there, okay? Cool. We got one more. Hopefully that'll take a couple y'all out. If not, we'll try and keep going, okay? Sit down if you've already changed your major. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I would say I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. All right. Sit down if you are. What's a good one? Sit down if you are in your undergrad right now. No, it's not. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Sit down if you are. Let's see. Sit down if you're an upcoming freshman. Okay. Okay, fair sit, enough, fair enough. Sit down if you ate any red meat today. What? Okay, sit, okay. Sit down if you were born in the 90s. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Dude, I'm old. I don't know about you. Dude, I, I kind of do. Kind of do. Oh, man. Let's see. Okay, sit down. I would say, sit down if you were born in the 2000s. Okay, to join us tonight and um, 
we're going to kind of, uh, the center of our time tonight is kind of, we're going to dig into the Word of God. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. I'll tell you a little bit about what Chi Alpha is and what you can expect from uh, being a part of Chi Alpha. But before we get into that, I just want to say that no matter where you're from, no matter what you profess, no matter how you identify, you are welcome here. Come on now. You're welcome here. We want you to journey with us. You have found a group of people from all walks of life, from all different kinds of backgrounds, that, that, that just want to journey through college together. We have students from UNC. We have students from Ames Community College. Woo! We have people that just kind of went into the workforce but just want to be a part of Chi Alpha. Yeah, Jason, am I right? That's right. I'm right, man. Come yeah, on. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also want you to know that we believe in Chi Alpha that you have value, that you are worth it. You know, like know your value, right? You guys have said that before, right? Know your value. And this value is not found in anything you can produce. This value is not found in how you identify. This value is not found in, in what kind of GPA you've already started the year out with. This value is found solely in the fact that you were created in the image of God. That's right. That's where your value is found. You never lose that value no matter what condition you're in. If you break both of your legs and you cannot pump iron anymore, right? You are still valuable. Come on now. If you lose all of your savings and blow it on some kind of pyramid scheme, <laughs> you still have value. It's true. You're still worth it. And did you know that our worldview, see, we, here in Chi Alpha, we, we are Jesus people, as you can tell, right? You heard us worshiping the living God here just a few moments ago. My boy Seth killed it on that song. Man, he killed it on that. Come on, man. Yeah. Look at, look at him over there being humble. Yeah. We are Jesus people, and we believe that in this worldview is the only worldview that, that you have intrinsic value. In other words, no matter what condition you're in, you cannot add to or take away your value. Your value is only found in the fact that you were created in the image of God. And we in Chi Alpha, we love our campus. We love UNC. We love Ames. We love being here. We have seen people from all walks of life be healed by Jesus, been redeemed by Jesus and had their life stories rewritten by God himself. We really love our campus and we want you to know that God loves you too. And he loves you despite how you identify, where you're from, what you believe. He loves you. Do you guys believe that? You guys with me? That's right. The creator of the universe, the one who set all things in motion, the one that the Bible declares holds all things together molecularly. In other words, if he were to withdraw his spirit, the Bible says that everything would collapse. So it's a humbling thing to think about the fact that that God loves us. It's humbling to say the least. How many, just by a show of hands, would say, I don't deserve that love? Yeah, I don't deserve it. But yet the creator of the universe loves me. What an amazing thing. Check this out. He even loves you if you never love him in return. Wow. That's true. 
He will love you if you never love him in return. All the other gods of all the other worldviews only have time for you if you make time for them. Mm -hmm. So if you sacrifice enough things for them, if you uh, do certain sacraments, if you make certain journeys, then those gods might have time for you. But our God is the only God who has time for you, even if you don't have time for him. Now, maybe this is mind-blowing to some of you. Maybe, maybe up until this point, you thought of God as some kind of dictator sitting on his throne, demanding that you worship him. This isn't our God. We don't worship him because he demands it. We worship him because we love him. And he's the only thing worthy of our worship, right? See, religious people, religious people want to convince you that if you've been hurt by them, that God is somehow far from you. That if you've fallen out of the favor of the church, then it's your fault and God has no time for you. That you're somehow outside of the love of God. This is what religious people do. But if you've experienced trauma, if you've experienced church hurt, know that God is near to the brokenhearted. He's near to the brokenhearted. He doesn't forget what you experienced. Some people will say God is far from you if you're hurting. But let me tell you something, friend. God is walking with you through whatever hurt you're going through. He's beside you in the storm. This is what the Bible declares. And the truth is, is that he never left you. Some people are like, God, where are you? <laughs> I've been crying out to you for years. And all the while, the Bible says he's been with you this whole time. Some of you tonight might be hearing things you haven't heard in years. But this is what we believe in Chi Alpha. And we believe some of you tonight are going to be changed forever because of this. So like I said, in the short time I have with you tonight, I want to do three things. First, I want to share my story. That way you can know me a little bit better and maybe learn that although I direct Chi Alpha, I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a normal guy like you. Yeah, I'm a little older. I know you can't tell. But I'm a little older, but I'm just a normal guy. Some people say, oh man, you direct a college ministry. You must be like a scholar, right? And I'm like, I'm just a normal guy. <laughs> you know, I probably struggle with the same stuff you guys struggle with, right? I, I have arguments with people, just like you do. I get angry. When I stub my toe, I say words I shouldn't say, right? I'm just like you. I'm just a normal guy. So I want to I wanna share my story with you so that you can understand that and, and, and know where I came from and why we do what we do. The second thing, I want to look at some scripture. In Kayapha, we believe that the Bible is God's word to mankind. And everything that we need to know about him, everything that we need to know about our world, about eternity, is found in his word. And if you ever feel like God is speaking something to you, it will never disagree with the word of God. It will never contradict the word of God. So we're going to look at scripture because we must as Christians. And third and lastly, I want to offer some hope to you. Some people here maybe have entered college for the first time and you're away from your family for the first time. And I would venture to say that some of you here might even be going through an identity crisis. You know, you're away from home for the first time. And maybe for the first time in your life, you get to make yourself. You get to make who you're going to be probably for the rest of your life. Isn't this why you're getting a degree? So you can make yourself. And maybe, just maybe, some of you are going through an identity crisis. But there is hope in Jesus. Right. And that's what I want to go tonight. So, you guys ready? 
You guys ready to dig in? All right. Yeah, give us the meat. All right, I want to start with my story. Now, now, I'm going to keep in tradition, but I'm going to throw a wrench in it. I want to show you a picture of my senior year in high school. Throw that up there. Any, uh, any band nerds in the house? Come on, raise your hand. Yeah, let's go. I was in marching band. Yes, I was in marching band. Come on. Uh, by the way, uh, marching band sometimes gets a bad rap. They're like, man, that's just a bunch of nerds. Let me tell you something. You try to march and step while keeping time, while memorizing your music in like 100 degree weather, in a uniform, try to do it. Am I right, Nick? Oh, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a band nerd. I'm a music nerd. I love music. I play a lot of instruments. Now, for every year we've been here, I've always shown the same pictures. So some of you are going, oh, man, look at that picture. That's awesome. I originally am from Houston, Texas. Any Texans in the house? Hey, let's go, Julia. Any other Texans? Am I, are we the only two? Hey, listen, we'll, we'll go get some Whataburger after this, all right? We'll, we'll, we'll stop it. Uh, are you, hey, by the way, are you, as, are you as excited about Bucky's opening up in Johnstown as I am? Yeah, come on. Let's go. So I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Uh, grew up in the big city. Yes, it's true. It takes an hour and a half to get across that city. It is a city that some are saying might become the third largest city in the United States pretty soon. Um, Seven million people, if you count all of these suburbs and everything like that. The city is huge. And I'm from the South. And when you're from the South, you go to church. It's true. It's just part of the culture. When you're from the South, it's not do you go to church, it's what church do you go to, right? Or what denomination are you, right? It's not do you love Jesus, it's uh, what, what church do you go to? And so I grew up in church. It's just part of the culture. I'm the oldest of three siblings, and uh, growing up, my parents took us to church almost every Sunday. And although I grew up in church, by the time I was a senior, or, or a, I'm sorry, a freshman in high school, I decided that I did not want my parents' faith. I decided that I didn't want to be drugged to church anymore. And I decided that I was going to, be, I was going to make myself. And I thought I was smart, and I called myself an atheist. I really didn't know what that meant, because all the cool kids called themselves atheists. But I really couldn't argue. I wasn't one of the neckbeard atheists that could argue with people, right? I was just kind of, eh, I don't care. If I had to put a label on it, I'd call it agnostic, right? I didn't know, and I didn't care. I lived for one thing and one thing only, and that was myself. I was at the center of my universe. Everything that I did centered on my success and my happiness. Um, and... A lot of people here tonight, maybe you have found yourself with that same identity crisis. Look, I don't want my parents' faith. You know, that's okay to say. That is an okay thing to say. Some of you went, really? <laughs> yes, because you're supposed to have your own. You can't get grandfathered into the kingdom of God. You have to have your own faith, right? You don't just get counted among the sheep because your parents were sheep. Does that make sense? You're supposed to have your own walk. Um, when I got to college, I went to a small college in Texas, and the first people I met were from a group called Chi Alpha. And uh, I didn't really want that frat life, right? And so they were like, hey, we're from Chi Alpha. I was like, I'm not interested in joining a fraternity. And they're like, oh, we're not a fraternity. We're a Christian organization. It's like, I'm really not interested now. But thanks anyway, right? But what I loved about these guys is that they, they remembered me. They knew who I was. They cared about me. 
They didn't care about growing a ministry. They actually cared about me. They cared about how I did on my test. They cared about my grades. They cared about my health, my mental health, my emotional health. And, and they never pressured me into anything. They were just like, hey, yeah, come hang out. We have more fun on accident than most people do on purpose. That's right. Yeah. So I started going to Chi Alpha. I went as an agnostic. I would go to a small group. You guys could short, you should join a small group, by the way. That's where the good stuff happens. Yeah. You know, this is not really the venue to say, hey, Duncan, I don't agree. But you can do that in a small group. In fact, we welcome you to do that in a small group. We welcome you to challenge whatever's being taught, right? But I start going to a small group, and uh, I would argue with my small group leader, and, he would, and I wanted him to argue back. And he would say, bro, I love you. I love your mind. I love that you don't just swallow whatever's given to you, right? You actually have a brain, and I respect that. He respected me as a person. He loved me for who I was, not for what I could become. Does that make sense? He loved me for who I was in that moment and not what I could become. That's a huge deal. Did you know that God loves you this way? He loves you despite what you can become. He loves you how you are. That uh, first semester of my freshman year in college, I gave my life to Jesus, and that was 22 years ago. Some of you are doing the math. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was 22 years ago, and my journey is, has been 22 years in. Um, I ended up marrying, you can put that next picture up there. I ended up marrying my best friend from college. I got three uh, daughters. Yeah, you can, by the way, boys, 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 boys. You can marry above your pay grade. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? Amen. Amen. You married Woo. men. Amen. Right? Yeah. There's hope for you. If you look like me, there's hope. <laughs> right? Because a godly woman won't look on the outside. She'll look on the inside. Right? Yeah. I praise God for that. Oh, come on. But I have three daughters. You'll see them from time to time this semester. But um, And God called me into ministry. And I've been in Colorado for 14 years doing Chi Alpha. And it's been incredible. God... I have been able to be a part of people's stories for 22 years now. And that's one of the most beautiful things about the kingdom of God is that God is writing your story. And you get to be a part of somebody's story forever. Now, I want to venture tonight to say that some of you may have that same story. You were raised in church. You're starting to get disillusioned with your parents' faith. You're starting to question what you actually believe. Can I tell you, you're in the perfect spot. You have found a safe space to work that out. Chi Alpha will never judge you based on where you are on life's journey. Did you know that? We'll never judge you. We'll never reject you based on what part of life's journey you're on. You're welcome to journey with us no matter where you are on life's journey. Because God is writing your story. I shared my story. Maybe some of you will be up here this semester sharing your story that God is writing. That's crazy, right? So, I want to look at some scripture tonight. Um, I know it's starting to get dark, and so I'll have the scripture up here, but we're going to look at Matthew chapter 16. So go ahead and pull that up. Um, if you brought a Bible, great. You're allowed, you know, bring your, I encourage you guys, bring your Bibles to uh, Chi Alpha. And uh, if not, I'll always have the scripture up on the screen. And by the way, while you're turning there, I also want to say you won't just be hearing from me this semester. We got a lot of talented people on staff that, that really are good preachers. And so if you're already like 10 minutes into this and you're like, man, this guy's, this guy's dumb, you'll hear from, from some other people, I promise you. So uh, <laughs> the best is yet to come. All right. So, um, so 
So a little background on what we're going to read. So in, in the church, we believe in four Gospels. You guys know this, right? You guys went to, any, raise your hand, you went to Sunday school, you know this stuff, right? Yeah, come on. We believe in four Gospels. These are, of course, the accounts of the life of Jesus. And the more and more that we uncover in history and archaeology, we find out that the Bible is the most historically and geographically accurate book in existence. If it says it in the Word of God, you can take it to the bank. See, we in Kaiapha, we don't believe that they're metaphors. We believe that it's true. If the Bible says it, we believe that it's true. And the further we dive in to history, to geography, to archaeology, we find the proof of Scripture. So in the Gospels, we believe in four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, John right? And of course, all of these Gospels tell the same story of the, of the person, Jesus, but they all tell it from a different perspective. So we're going to look at Matthew. Now, a little background on Matthew. Matthew, of course, was one of Jesus' disciples, right? And he was actually one of the most hated pe persons in this area. The reason being is because he was a Jewish man named Levi, but yet he collected taxes from his fellow Jews for the Roman government. That's horrible, right? How many like paying taxes? You guys like paying taxes? No, of course not, right? Taxes have, like, really gone up. I was just, I was just talking with Tim. You, you guys know Tim? Tim, wave your hand, right? Yeah, you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you, right? Yeah. Taxes suck. Taxes are horrible because you end up having to sell property and stuff because you can't afford the taxes anymore. And this guy was a Jewish man who was collecting taxes from the Roman government or for the Roman government from the Jewish people. You can imagine the rest of the Jews thought this guy was a traitor, right? How could you? How could you betray us like that? And yet Jesus took this guy on as one of his disciples. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Isn't that amazing to know that you don't have to have it all together and Jesus can still choose you? Come on now. Isn't it amazing that you can be hated by everybody else, but yet Jesus still loves you? Yeah. That's pretty amazing, right? So Matthew ends up uh, getting saved, praise God. And he writes an account of the life of Jesus. So... Let's read in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. It says this. Now, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you yourselves say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We'll stop there. Now this is an amazing set of verses. Um, this has become, over the last 22 years with Jesus, this has become one of my life verses. Raise your hand if you know what I mean when I'm saying that. Life verses, right? A verse that constantly speaks to you no matter what season of life you're in. I want to encourage you, Lord, what are my life verses? Ask the Lord to point out what your life verses are. So we get a lot in context here about what's going on. So here we have Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate the second person of the Trinity, and he's with his disciples. At this point in the story, he's performed a few miracles, 
he started to make a name for himself, and he's with his guys, and he says, hey, what are people saying about me? I'm like, yeah, some say you're a prophet. Elijah, one of the prophets, maybe Jeremiah, right? Some say you're John the Baptist, right? John the Baptist had been put in prison, and so some are saying that like somehow he got out and turned into this guy Jesus. Kind of weird, right? Some say you're John the Baptist. And so after these guys answer, he looks at them and he says, that's great, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say? You know that that is the most important question Jesus can ask you. Isn't that true? Because everyone has an opinion on Jesus. Is that right? You talk to anybody, they got a a three-point sermon for or against Jesus. Oh, yeah, he was a myth. He didn't actually exist or... Or yeah, he was a lunatic, or he was a liar, right? He was a great prophet. He was a good moral teacher. Everybody's got an opinion. But Jesus is like, look, I don't really care about their opinions about me. Who do you say that I am? You know, each of us must answer that question. Who is Jesus? And then Peter speaks up and he says, he says, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I love, you know, Jesus is like, yes, Peter, (laughs) you got it. And he says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Peter's birth name was Simon. For flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Now, maybe your translation said hell, the gates of hell. That's an okay translation. But the actual word here is Hades or Hades. Raise your hand if you know who Hades is, right? Yeah. Actually, I got a picture. Throw that picture up there. This is Hades, right? You remember him? He was the god of the underworld, right? Uh, I know that in the Disney movie, he was made into the villain, but in Greek mythology, he wasn't really a villain. He was just the god of the underworld. In other words, when you died, your soul, after, you know, the coins on the eyes and then crossing the river Styx with the boatman and everything like that, you studied... I study Greek mythology? Yeah, okay. And so then your soul belonged to the realm of Hades. Hades was the god of the dead. He was the god of the dead. So it didn't matter if you were a good person or a bad person in Greek mythology. If you were dead, your soul belongs to Hades. Now, is Jesus here recognizing that Hades is a real person? Of course not. But he's talking to these young Jewish men in a context they would understand. See, these guys are under Roman-occupied territory, right? And so they would have known who Hades is. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church of God. Isn't that awesome? There's a lot to learn there. Put that next picture up there. Do you know what this is a picture of? Somebody said it. Auschwitz. This is a picture of Auschwitz. This is, of course, one of the worst concentration camps in all of Nazi Germany. Um, Behind these gates, it's said that 1.1 million Jews and people from other races died. 1.1 million. Can you imagine that? Some, Some died from disease, some from starvation, some from firing squads and gas chambers. And when the Soviet troops liberated Auschwitz... In January of 1945, some referred to this place as the realm of Hades, the land of the dead. Because when you went through these gates, 
you are not coming out alive. You are as good as dead. That's, it's horrible to think about. If you ever get a chance to visit it, it's sobering. It's sobering. Now, what you don't see in this picture were the giant gates at the entrance. This is a picture taken after those gates had fallen down. But I think it's very interesting that Jesus in Matthew 16 says the gates of Hades will not prevail against the church. And this verse is still relevant to us today. You know why? Because you and I live in the land of the dead. We do. We live in the land of the dead. As much as we love our campus and every person that walks our campus, we know that UNC is the land of the dead. Greeley, Colorado is the land of the dead. The state of Colorado, that's the land of the dead. The United States of America, we live in the land of the dead. Every day we do life with people who are dead. Now maybe they're not physically dead, they're drawing in breath and their heart is beating, but spiritually they are dead. We do life with people every day who are dead. What makes a person dead is that they have no hope outside of what they can see. They have, their only hope is found in what they can produce. Their only hope is found in this world. And those people are spiritually dead because they have no hope. The statistics at UNC are staggering. So many people at UNC struggle with this every single day. They struggle with mental health issues. They struggle with depression. They, they struggle with hopelessness and a feeling of uselessness. So many of us have asked these epic questions in life. Why am I here? What's the point of all this? Why am I spending tens of thousands of dollars on a degree that's going to hopefully make me a fair amount of money if I just end up six feet under the ground anyway? What's the point? I've asked myself this question. Maybe you'll make a bunch of money, but if you just end up in the ground, why does it all matter? You know, we can definitely put on a face and we can, we can perform if we're asked to. You know, we can put on a smiling face and we can have fun at parties and social events and stuff. But we know that these epic existential questions are eating us alive. It keeps us awake at night. It puts you in a cold sweat. You can't even focus anymore because you know that you're ending up in the ground. So why does this all matter? You live in the land of the dead. But let me tell you something. There is good news tonight. Everybody say good news. There is good news tonight. And the news is this, is that you, although you live in the land of the dead, you do not have to be dead anymore. Isn't that good news? You don't have to be dead. You see, one of the worst mistakes that the church has made over the centuries is trying to convince you that the meaning of life is to be a good moral person. You know, that's not the meaning of life. That's not the meaning of life, to be a good moral person. You could be a good moral person without God. You could follow the rules. You know, you, you could follow the laws of the land. You could pay your taxes. You could help little old ladies across the street and feel really good about yourself without God. It's not about being a good moral person. And much of the church has perpetuated the idea that if you are a rule breaker, if you don't fit into this moral majority, then you are not welcome with us. That is a lie. 
What the church has forgotten is that Jesus did not come into the world to make bad men good. He came into the world to make dead men live. Now, you heard my testimony tonight. You heard my story. And all of us here who are a part of Chi Alpha have a story as well. But the story doesn't center around, around being a part of the moral majority. That's not what Chi Alpha is about. The story centers around how Jesus brought them back to life. And the good news of the gospel is this. That although you live in the land of the dead, and although you may be spiritually dead as well tonight, Jesus has knocked down those gates. The gates have fallen. You can have freedom. You don't have to be behind those gates anymore. There is hope for you. Can you imagine the hope that the prisoners of Auschwitz felt when the Soviet troops liberated their camp? Some of them probably couldn't believe that this was ever possible. I'm here to tell you tonight that you can be made alive again. You don't have to be captive anymore. You don't have to be dead. At the resurrection of Jesus, something that we celebrate every Easter, and honestly, we should be celebrating it every day, right? But at the resurrection of Jesus, those gates fell. Come on. They were never coming back up. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the victor. Come on now. He's the one that won. Mm -hmm. He kicked them down, right? They're never coming back up. So there is freedom for you. The scripture says, whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. So I say this to you tonight. You are free. You are free from meaninglessness. You're free from living a life without purpose. You're free from your sin. You're free from your past. You're free from your bondages and your chains that you carry around. You're free from your insecurities. You are free from the hell that you deserve. You are free. John 3, 16 through 17, put this up there, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. Whoever wants this freedom... This freedom has been made available to you. It's not about identifying as a Christian. It's not about attending church or being a regular attendee of our Chi Alpha meetings or our small groups or anything like that. It's not about any of that. This freedom is offered to anyone who would cry out to Jesus to set them free. You don't have to be dead anymore. <laughs> Isn't that good news? That's great news. Praise team, you guys can come back up. Praise team. Yeah, come on. Our name, Chi Alpha, the letters X and A. See these letters over here? Pretty cool letters, right? Our le yeah, you're welcome. The letters X and A stand for Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Jesus. We are representatives of the kingdom of God to the land of the dead. And we want to invite you to be an ambassador with us. You will never be pressured into being a leader or, you know, sometimes churches like to hand out or, or Christian orgs like to hand that leader, that word leader out because it's about you. We're never pressuring you to do that. We don't pressure you into doing things for God, right? 
But Chi Alpha stands for Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God to this fallen world. Each one of us is on a journey. And no one is allowed to judge you based on what part of that journey you're on. And you have found a safe place where you will never be judged on what part of the journey you were on. Now, after hearing this and you decided that maybe a life with Jesus sounds good, but it's just not for you right now, that's okay. You can still journey with us. You can still be our friend. We'll still love you. We will still value you despite what you believe because this is how God loves you. So we must do the same. We welcome you to journey with us. Also know that some of you here tonight are being stirred. And if you're being stirred, if you feel that in your heart that God is stirring you, we believe that that is God speaking to you. He speaks to you and you can feel it inside of you when he speaks to you. You know that no matter how hard you work on this side of eternity, without Jesus, it is all meaningless. Without Jesus, all of this is meaningless. Without hope, without God, none of this matters anyway. You can make all the money in the world and still end up six feet under the ground. The rich man and the poor man both end up in the same place. But tonight, if God is speaking to you, I want you to know that he wants to change the trajectory of your life forever. He wants to make that moment tonight to change your life forever. That's what he wants to do. He wants to take your dead soul and bring it back to life. He wants to rescue you from the land of the dead. He doesn't want you counted among the dead. But he wants you alive today. Now, some of you, this is a foreign concept. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if God is speaking to me. Maybe I'm feeling something, but... I don't know. I don't know. Is, is, is this for me? I just don't know. I want to go through some practical steps and then we'll go back into some music. Some practical steps to know if God is speaking to you or not. Number one, you can put this up there. How do you know if God is speaking to you? Number one, he makes you uncomfortable with sin. That worldly thing you love so much starts to feel like an ick or makes you cringe in question. And this is absolutely a sign that God is speaking to you. Every time you sin, it makes you feel completely empty. Thinking about that sin makes you feel disgusting. It makes you cringe and you begin to question what you actually believe. Number two, here's the second sign God might be speaking to you. Put this up there. In sinful environments, you don't fit in. You stand out and you feel awkward. What do I mean by this? There's no doubt that that party life is going to stay in front, front and center of your face the whole time you're at UNC. There's no doubt. There are organizations on our campus that will present themselves as your best friends, as your brothers or your sisters. And they will be nice to you. But what you don't see behind closed doors is meaninglessness. You will find drunkenness. You will find drug addiction. You will find depression. You will find people struggling with suicide. And although they put on a nice face, behind closed doors, it is a sinful environment. 
And if you find yourself awkward in those sinful environments, I believe God is speaking to you. Number three, how do you know if God is speaking to you? You're starting to lose interest in those sinful desires. They end up draining you more than fulfilling you. This is something each of us here tonight who identify as a Christian has been through. For me, it was an unquenchable addiction to pornography. While it felt good in the moment, afterwards I knew God was speaking to me because I started to lose interest. Pornography not only became boring, it became disgusting. Especially when I started to learn how many porn stars are trafficked girls. And when I started to learn that every time I clicked on a pornography site, it added to the revenue of the sex traffickers. So pornography became disgusting to me. And if your sin has started to become disgusting to you, I believe God is speaking to you. Number four, it seems as if doing things outside of God's will start to become pointless. They serve no true purpose. As stated before, you can work so hard at getting an amazing degree, passing all of your classes, you apply for the job, you move up in the company, you make lots of money, you buy the house, you buy the Maserati, but what does it all matter in the end? The rich and the poor alike end up six feet under. Without seeking the will of God, you seem meaningless. Life feels purposeless, and you desire to live something for something greater than yourself. If you're feeling this tonight, I believe God is speaking to you. Number five, you begin to crave something that the world cannot give you. Anybody feel that? You begin to crave, crave something that the world cannot give you. This is because like we just said, without the will of God or without a greater purpose in life, you feel absolutely meaningless. Everything that this life offers outside of God is unfulfilling. Why is it that so many in our, world, in our world who had everything, who had all the money they could imagine, who had all the fame and the fortune that they could offer, why is it that so many of these people end up living for God even if it means sacrificing everything? It's because that anything this world has to offer you falls short. It's unfulfilling. Anybody feel that? What the world offers is unfulfilling. And it makes you crave something beyond this world. Number six, we're almost to the end. How do you know if God is speaking to you? It feels like something is missing. That's because God is telling you that the missing piece is him. And, you can, and that can only be found through him. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. That emptiness you feel in your soul. If your soul isn't filled with God, you know that emptiness. You know that feeling. You know that there is something missing. And if you feel like something is missing tonight, I believe God is speaking to you. Number seven and the last step, the last thought of how I believe God is speaking to you is this. How do you know if God is speaking to you? You know that you are starting to become on fire for God and you want to know him more. Amen? You're starting to become on fire for the Lord, and you want to know him. Whom the Son says free is free indeed. Let's all stand together. 
So I want to respond tonight. For the last 22 years, I've been in the more Pentecostal traditions of Christianity, and I, I believe in response. Response is nothing magical, but it's a way to say, yes, Lord, that is me. What this chubby hippie with long hair up here was just describing, that's me. And as a response tonight, this is what I want to do. If some of my staff members will make themselves available around the edge of the, of the yard, you don't have to come up front, just around the edge of the yard. If you see a person moving to the edge of the yard, this is a staff member of mine, and these are people I trust. And if you're feeling stirred, if you're feeling like God wants to begin your journey tonight, I want you to respond by praying with one of these over here. There's another one in the back over there. Or if you're not comfortable doing that, would you grab the person that brought you to Chi Alpha and would you ask them to pray for you? If you're not comfortable with that, would you just respond in private, right where you are, and just say, Lord, you called me out. You called me out, and I'm ready to start. I'm tired of the old religion. I'm tired of my parents' faith. I want my own. I want my own. I want my own story written. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for your word. We are grateful that there is a group of us at UNC who love you. That there is a group of us here that although the world throws everything at us, God, we know that you are true and you are center. And there's a group here that believes that. Trust you. We love you. We give you thanks. We give you praise. God, we know that you're writing my story. So I pray, God, as the author and the finisher of my faith, would you write my story tonight? No matter where I came from, no matter what hurts I have been felt feeling, no matter what turmoil I have been through, God, would you save me and would you write my story? For more information, please visit XAUNC.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash XAUNC. Our Instagram handle is at XAUNC, and you can find all of our content on our YouTube channel by searching for Chi Alpha UNC. Until next time, may the Lamb who was slain receive the reward of his suffering.